Well, good morning, everybody. It's a new month of the year. I know you're excited. And husbands, just a heads up, Valentine's Day is this month, so get ready. Today we are in Nehemiah chapter 2, and I hope you've read this chapter. Um, in, in this chapter, we have the story of, uh, of uh, Nehemiah having a conversation with King Artaxerxes of Persia. And Artaxerxes gives him permission to return to Jerusalem and um, and supports supports his desire to go back and rebuild the walls of the city and the gates and so on and and uh, provides for safe journey and, and 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 so he Nehemiah returns to Jerusalem with the blessing and the favor of the Persian king and and remember even though they. Some of the Jews had returned to Jerusalem and were rebuilding the city. They were still a conquered people, a conquered nation uh, under, the, under the lordship, if you will, of the Persian Empire and King Artaxerxes. And when Nehemiah arrives in Jerusalem, he doesn't immediately tell everyone what he sees is wrong and what he's there to do. He spends three days just surveying the situation, assessing everything goes out one evening and he, and, and he just examines the walls up close, the ruins, the ruins of the walls up close. And he assesses everything. And then after those three days, he finally speaks with the leaders of the Jewish people in Jerusalem and tells them why he's there and, and, and what he's there to do and about the king's support. And he challenges them to get busy building the walls. So look with me in verses 17 and 18 of chapter 2. He says, Then I said to them, to the leaders of the Jewish people there in Jerusalem, you see the bad situation we are in, including himself in it, that Jerusalem is desolate and its gates burned by fire. In other words, the walls are still torn down and desolate, just like the Babylonians left them over a century before. And the gates, the wood was burned. And, and he says in the middle of verse 7, Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem so that we will no longer be a reproach. It's an embarrassment for this city, our capital, to be in ruins like this. Verse 18, I told them how the hand of my God had been favorable to me and also about the king's words, which he had spoken to me, King Artaxerxes and his support. And then they said, let us arise and build. And so they they put their hands to the good work. I love that last phrase of verse 18. They put their hands to the good work. Now, the leaders of the Jewish people and the other citizens who who started working with Nehemiah to rebuild these city walls, guess what? They had been living there for several years. And yet they had not taken upon themselves to rebuild the walls. Sometimes it takes a fresh set of eyes to see and a fresh voice to speak from the outside to help us really hear and see what is right in front of us what we know we should be doing, but for whatever reason, we haven't been doing it. Or we just don't see the severity of the situation. Sometimes it takes an outside view. It's like somebody comes into your house and they may or may not tell you, but they notice that wall that's dirty and needs painting that you've lived with for the last five years or 10 years because you've gotten 
used to it. Sometimes it takes an outside voice, outside eyes to help us see what is right in front of us. And so Jeremiah, or Nehemiah, rather Nehemiah, after assessing the situation, states the obvious. And they kind of nod, yeah, we see that. And then he says, um, the king is behind us fixing this. He gave them hope. He gave them a plan. He gave them a way forward. The king is behind us rebuilding these walls. And they got to work and started building the walls. And Nehemiah, here's one of the, the takeaways from one of the spiritual lessons is, is Nehemiah knew that he was the instrument, but God was the one who was doing all the work, that God was behind all of it. Look at verse, verse 18, verse 18. I told them, told the people, the Jewish leaders, how the hand of my God had been favorable to me. And also about the king's words, which he had. I, I told it, it was the favor of God. It was the, the hand of God. Don't make it about you as much as you make it about God. The other takeaway is even when God is with you and for you and, and, and looking favorably upon you and the people rally and the people support you, there will still be naysayers. There will still be those who, they're just not going to get on board. And so if you look down at the end of the chapter in verse 19, but Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official and Geshem the Arab heard it, what they were doing about rebuilding the city and they, they were going to rebuild the walls. And they mocked us and despised us. Back in verse 10, we're told that San, Sanballat and Tobiah um, were very displeased that Nehemiah was there to rebuild the wall, that someone had come there to seek the welfare of the people of Israel. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what you seek to do for God. It, it can be perfectly, totally in God's will. God's favor be upon you. The majority of people rally around you, but you're always going to have a naysayer or two in the crowd. And you can't let what I call the negative minority dictate to the majority what you're going to do for God. Because if you allow the negative minority to dictate to the faithful majority, you'll never do anything great for God in your life, in the church, or in his kingdom. And those are some of my thoughts. Nehemiah chapter 2. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow as we wrap up this week and uh, look at Nehemiah chapter 7 and chapter 8 selected verses in those two chapters. I hope you have your copy of the reading plan so you can read the correct chapter because we're going to skip over 3, 4, 5, and 6 where they are busy building the wall and some other, other details. So we'll pick it up in chapter 7. God bless you and I'll see you then.